0: This is a Founding Media podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by our friends at Traverse Legal. They were helpful as we started Founding Media and the Podcast Network. With a focus on utilizing technology to better deliver IP and business law services to founders, startups, and emerging growth companies, Traverse Legal has been changing the way law is practiced since 2004. Traverse Legal's latest offering, Traverse GC, provides a monthly fixed-fee fractional general counsel offering to companies. Learn more by visiting TraverseLegal.com. Welcome to the View from Venus podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Hamilton-Lynn. This week, I had the opportunity to speak with Sherry Matthews. She's the founder and CEO of Healing Comfort. After her own battle with breast cancer, she was driven to create a product that would help post-op cancer patients and allow women to heal in dignity and comfort. The latest version of her shirt utilizes Eli technology. Listen now to my conversation with Sherry Matthews. So, I am here today with Sherry Matthews, who is a friend and someone that I've known about her invention for a very long time. She's the founder of Healing Comfort and the creator of the World's Smartest Recovery Shirt for people who've had mastectomies and other surgeries as well. That's right. Super happy to be here. Thank you, Deb. So, I'm going to jump right in. So, like many, many, many other things that have come about, inventions. It came about by necessity and experience. And I want you to talk a little bit about the— this, this was a, this was something that was fueled by sort of frustration and anger, correct? Once you realized what happened when they you left the hospital after you were supposedly recovering from a mastectomy, major surgery. Major surgery. How many other people would they send home that way that it had just had major surgery? Well,
1: a quarter of a million women are diagnosed every year, so I can't even calculate the proper numbers for that. But yes, as a former IBM in computer engineering, I did a lot of invention in that, you know, R&D. And I was diagnosed with cancer, even though I was an organic eater, long-distance runner, triathletes and everything. Um,
0: Cancer doesn't discriminate.
1: It really doesn't. And... And it's just good to to understand that because one in eight women, unfortunately, at some time in their life will be diagnosed with breast cancer. So we must find a cure. But I was diagnosed and I did about 48 pages of research. And I had determined that, uh, it was only diagnosed on one side, but I determined that the best chance of survival for me was a double mastectomy, removal of both breasts, which is a horrific thing to try to, Uh, research to find out that you have to have even more surgery, okay? So I actually had to present it to the uh, oncologist and the surgeons, and they, uh, back in the day, it was 2001, they say, no, we don't take off healthy body parts. Okay, well, I believe this is my best chance of survival. So um, I won, and I went in to have a double mastectomy, and when I woke up, uh, there was no way you could possibly prepare yourself for the first look or the feeling or the emotional. No way. And I, they tried to get me dressed in what they suggested, which was a husband's, you know, my husband's uh, used dress shirt, big and loose, opens up in the front. And i uh, it was too much torque, and I, I actually got sick on it. So that's bad. But the nurse got really upset with me asking me, why did you bring this? And I'm like, wow, this is my first mastectomy. I don't know. And then I said, why don't you provide something for me? Why do I have to guess?
0: What kind of shirt to have? I don't know. How
1: How do you know what it feels like to have body parts removed and, you know, the emotional part of it? But as I started thinking about it and she was waiting for the doctor to have to do a new release, I started getting really kind of pissed off because I'm like, Okay, so a sprained elbow receives a sling to recover in. And I've just had uh, my body mutilated and got in trouble for guessing wrong.
0: As far as what kind of of outfit even or shirt or whatever? How do you manage? How do you manage?
1: What are you you supposed to wear? So um, salt in the wound was uh, I got into the wheelchair and she handed me two drain tubes in each hand, one in each hand. And I said, ma'am, I need my hands. What do I do with these and why do I have them? She says, well, they're sewn into your body for two to three weeks. I'm like, ew, I don't want to look at these and I need my hands. She said, don't worry, don't worry. We hand you, uh, we'll give you some safety pins so you can manage the drains. I said, safety pins so I can manage the drains? This is my post-op equipment you're giving me? Two safety pins. Two safety pins to pin the drains to think about it, to the outside of my husband's used, now throw-up shirt. And I'm going to walk in my door and greet my children. Not happening. So as I'm heading down the hallway, I literally had like almost an out-of-body experience. And I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure if a man was to lose his man parts in his war against uh, cancer, they would never say, hey, just bring your wife's skirt to go home. It's non-binding. So I felt it was an atrocity to be told to bring something like my husband's dress shirt, big loose bag, garbagey feeling, without my breast. And so I vowed to myself, if there's any way that I could actually
0: solve this for others, I was going to do it. So I've always called it the healing dignity shirt. Yes. Uh, Because I think that was your, your main motivation. Um, yes. and, you know, besides helping others and and making sure no one else had that that horrific experience when they're already having a horrific experience, it's a horrific experience. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about the that the healing and dignity aspect of it, especially well, for women.
1: Yeah, they, there's not it's not, it's a very undignified disease. Everything is um, pretty much cutting, splicing, dicing, burning, radiating, and chemoing. That's how they manage this disease currently. Although we are getting better immunology and and uh, smarter targeted medicines. Stem cell. And, and, oh yeah, and stem cell. Um, but at the time and still today, it's a it's just a brutal battle to get through. And the dignity part for me was so vitally important because uh, when you feel really unattractive. Um, To have something to help me manage the drains or the patients manage the drains and feel a little bit like a blankies on me and dignity is so vitally important. And so the whole passion to start this whole business heal in comfort uh, and with dignity was to actually solve that problem. And that's what I did.
0: Well, and you mentioned going home to your kids. I was just, I, I, you know, I've, I've never heard you say that before. And the thought just rushed through my mind how horrible that must be. Here's their mother who was gone. Gone. They're afraid. Mm. They don't know if, you know, they don't know what's happening to you. They just knew it was serious. And I think a lot of little kids, even, you know, from the beginning, they think, and I, I don't, I'm not saying really young, but all children, when their mother's gone, they're not sure their mother's going to come back. Yeah. And so if she comes back with these horrible drains, safety pin to her shirt, what what are they supposed to think?
1: Right. Well, why, what is anybody supposed to think? What's my husband supposed to think? What am I supposed to think? What are they supposed to think? The whole thing. So basically, my whole invention was to look like a person and not a science experiment because I felt like a science experiment. I mean, literally, a science experiment.
0: And you were you were an engineer and a scientist, so no yeah. wonder you you that's that was your first thought. Um, so, speaking of which, you were you were an engineer for IBM and a scientist, and you had no entrepreneurial experience, but yet you were driven to be a founder and to create and to be an entrepreneur. So, talk a little bit about what caused that shift.
1: Well, the shift was there was no other way to solve the problem unless I came up with a prototype. And so building prototypes is in my lane, if you will, but certainly not clothing. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm Yeah, I read rest- somewhere where you got—you you failed uh, home ec because I did. you stapled a hem. I did. I was trying to hurry up. I had a basketball game, and it was uh, Platzo pants, mm-hmm. and they have hems that were like skirts, so they're very, very large. I didn't have time, and I did not understand the bottom bobber part. It just didn't make any sense to me how that even works. And— I stapled, and I came out. She says, you do know that I know the difference between that. I said, I'm sorry, but I have to go and staples really fast, and it's very effective. It's short enough as it works. Like that, she goes, no, you failed. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what I did, because I reverse engineer everything, and that is what I highly recommend for any problem solving is to reverse engineer. Don't just think about only in your head space. Find out what they've done and go backwards. So for me to reverse engineer, it was with Coco Chanel. And the reason is, the reason is, is because she was a boss of fabric. She's the boss (laughs) of everything. She's the boss of everything. She was the boss. But I... I watched a movie once, and I saw her with her hands on her hip, and she goes, "No, not good enough, not good enough." And everybody's like, "Ah, and I know what that feels like if you're doing microchips, <laughs> But I didn't know you know how to uh, equate that to fabric. And so it took me uh, many, many, many tries, many different vendors to try to get material. So it's kind of like a Nike Dry Fit, <clears throat> super super soft moisture wicking material, but then have Velcro opening because you can't move your hands very much. You can't brush your own teeth very well. You can't lift. You, you can't, can't do lift. You can't do anything. So self dressing is really important. That gets back to what you were saying about the dignity. So the design itself, I made a prototype and I went to Joanne Fabrics and basically cried on their doorstep like a wet kitten trying to get in. A please help me. And that was my prototype because I knew I had to have a prototype. The weird thing was um, I get a phone call, Fox News is coming to my house to do an interview on my new invention of I've told one person in all of Austin and they're coming. I was on TV with things that I got from uh, the Academy Thinking, I want this. Oh, it was crazy. It was just crazy. I was holding on to the Velcro buttons that are stick ons so tight so they didn't peel off on TV, on TV. when they yeah. did a clear close up on my hands. But this is the prototype. This is what invention is about. And so I designed, and after watching Coco Chanel, I had the confidence to say, nope, not good enough. And then I found what was good enough. And with my $1,000 bootstrap startup, which I got inspired because the founder, I got to listen to the founder of Tom Shoes, Blake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Markowski. Yes. Uh, at um, South By. At South By. Yes. Yes. And I sat there and go, wow, because he he spoke about his phone and he would slide it over for the different departments and his friend would say, oh, this is a shipping department, how can I help you? And they, they bootstrapped. Right, and I thought
0: to myself, well, maybe. and that was a great talk. I remember. <laughs> Do
1: you? Yeah. And and that was the the fire under me to say I'm doing this. I'm going to bootstrap just like Blake.
0: And so a thousand bucks, and the goal was a thousand bucks, a hundred patients, patients. I'm done. Yeah, I want to get a, yeah. and well, you yeah, you, you, did you really think that a hundred patients? I really and I'm did. Done?
1: No, for sure. I wanted to not really dwell on cancer stuff. It's hard.
0: It is hard. It is hard hard to, 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 yeah. It's very emotionally draining, Mm. but it's also
1: very rewarding. It's a calling. It becomes a calling versus just a a mad invention thing. And um, so the 100 goal was met in Austin, and now we are celebrating almost
0: 22,000 souls. That's wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about that journey. So you started out, and I know there have been, there have been a lot of lessons learned and frustrations and things like that mm-hmm. along the way. So you, you have a great idea. It's, a, it's an idea. I think, I think one time you told me it should be something that either helps someone. Sharon Lecter.
1: I, I, okay. I, I quote her, Sharon Lecter um, either solves a problem or serves a need.
0: And it did both.
1: Yes, and so I felt like I had a winning combination because it's not an either or, it's a both. So solve a problem, serve a need, or don't start a business.
0: And when did this become full-time?
1: Well, when we got past the 100 and I started getting calls and emails and people reaching out for their mom, for their sister, and I'm like, you know, I'm talking about 50 calls a day of people just asking questions. I can't find anything. I've been Googling. I've been to Walmart, you know, all these places. Right. And um, and they're confused and they're scared and they just want their, their problem solved. And that is what is mom going to wear? You know, she's crying more about that than she is worried about other things. And I'm like, yeah, because people choose clothing every day. We have to make decisions. There is no decision making when you don't know what you're going to look like or feel like. And when they tell you that you can't even barely brush your own teeth because the movement is so limited, then you really start freaking out because you're like, well, that means you don't put a slip over your head, you don't put on a T-shirt, you don't step into something, you can't even pull anything.
0: Well, and the first thing people would see to me if the drains were all over the place is the drains. Oh. You know, instead of at least when you have on the shirt, you're... They're hidden. They're hidden and... Discreetly. You know, that's that's a wonderful thing. So as far as lessons learned and things starting out, you know, your goal obviously once you've heard from other people, and by the way, if people should go on Amazon and read the reviews, they really should read the reviews. They should read what people say about this shirt. Because it's amazing. I've had personal experience with sending it to family members and I can I can give the testimony. Thank but you. so you knew that it worked and you knew that it did the things you wanted it to do. The problem was, how do you get it out there? How do you sell it? How do you market it? Those kind of things. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: As all businesses do. You get into that particular aspect of, okay, then I'm ready to pull up my bootstraps and let's get going. Um, And getting it out there really uh, organically instead of just, you know, I think it's deeper when people tell your story. I think it goes further and it lasts longer versus a splash.
0: When they have a personal attachment yes, as
1: well. Yes, and they tell a different story than they do or something saw, something on a, you know, 60-second something flash. Um, so I've been super, super blessed that people have cared enough to actually tell the story even like what's happening right now, to be able to tell the story, to encourage others to maybe invent their own, so go solve a problem or serve a need. Um, I became very... That's how my word gets out there is by wonderful people with great storytelling capabilities to
0: megaphone the story, get it out. Well, a frustration for me for healing comfort with dignity has been that I do not I do not understand. I, I mean, I sometimes feel like I'm a five-year-old stomping my foot every time we talk about this product because I feel like it should be automatically given to every woman in every hospital Amen. that has— has surgery. Why, what, ha, what have you encountered? What's been the, the issue? Um,
1: first of all, yes, that is my vision. And this is why some of the efforts even today are getting the word out. Okay, so I'm allowed to be honest, yes? Yes. Okay, yeah, well, we I had attracted the attention of a uh, $5 billion company, and they contacted me, and they said "We all we want to do is we're, we're going to, you know, the vision for Heal and Comfort and everything is, you know, they flew me over. We had big conversations. Uh, what they promised verbally and through emails and everything was not what the attorneys do. And the bottom line is this. A lot of medical apparatus, medical equipment, the margins that they demand are so ridiculous. So like a a knee brace, they gave me an example. Well, a knee brace costs us $2.50, and we charge $500. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm like, well, that's not my margin. So, <laughs> you know, and this is the other weird thing. Um, like some other big box companies, they can put in an order for, let's say, 10,000, 20,000 shirts, which we were talking, like this is a big deal. And they're like, okay. So the contract that you're going to sign is we will pay you 50% up, uh, but then we reserve the right the day of shipping. I can bring 20,000 shirts right up to their shipping dock for them to to receive. Mm -hmm. And once they receive, then they would, of course, pay the entrepreneur the remaining balance. But they reserve the right to say, oh, we're not accepting any product right now. And then it would be up to me to, to pay my them. vendors, yeah. to pay for shipping, to reship to some warehouse that doesn't exist for 50,000 shirts and either wait for them to change their mind or say, come on in and a couple of months from now. Well, that's how you break entrepreneurs. That's how you break. Because you become then you're completely cash strapped. And so I, I said, no, because that hurts the entrepreneur. And so that's been a little bit of the frustration that way. But I will tell you, if I'm allowed to say, pretty soon, rumors are that Amazon is opening up kind of like a medical distribution aspect of a new vertical for them. Because uh, other even smaller hospitals, they have to deal with kind of like an antiqua- excuse me, antiquated type of uh, system to get what they want. Sometimes quantities that don't fit for the smaller hospitals and some of the rural hospitals. So they're going to open it up in Amazon, so people can uh, order twenty-five wheelchairs instead of having the hundred and fifty minimums, things like that. That's the rumor, and so we have positioned ourselves to go in uh, to be a medical device offered through that type of avenue, possibly. That's one of the goals.
0: That would be good. I know, reach more patients. I, I still think that they should. You know, it's it's just like I can't I can't even understand or believe that when I go and I have a sprained ankle, they give me the thing to put on my foot. They give you the thing to put on your arm. They give mm-hmm. you a sling. Why in the name of God would they not give you a shirt with uh, that's custom-made to take home? That's
1: that's my battle, Deb. And the thing is, it's like a sprained elbow receives more equipment to heal in than a woman has had a mastectomy. And that is a sprained elbow receives a sling to heal in. Okay, And a woman that's been basically mutilated and butchered and it feels like that, um, does not receive standardized, fair for all, standardized equipment. And that's kind of the warpath that I'm on. I
0: mean, I'm feeling with enough exposure, this is going to get done. So um, you have chosen or out of necessity or obviously choice to, to continue to bootstrap, Correct through this whole thing and so you haven't you did say that you did uh investigate the VC route, but talk to me a little bit about that.
1: No, I think I think it for many businesses that is the only way to go. You have to scale and you have to bring money in and you have to um take those steps. Um, I looked into the angel investments. Uh, we have some fabulous organizations here in Austin, and that is not out of the realm now. I needed a story all the way from bootstrap to, I think, a pretty good proof of concepts, like 22,000 souls. So I believe I have my story. And I've actually been even flown into uh, the UK to talk about the story, which is the in- inventor in you. But no, I'm ready for next steps. I'm open-minded to uh, merging. I'm inter, uh, open-minded to being acquired, um, you know, taking next steps. And, and VCs are certainly a possibility, without a doubt. I have no problem with it. I just needed to finish my
0: chapter. And my chapter is, was the bootstrap. But I'm ready. So you said to me one time that it was more helpful for you to study failures in entrepreneurship than success absolutely that's a you I think that comes from your reverse engineering idea as well yes, ma'am. but tell me why oh
1: it, it's uh, very apparent to me that what is it 97% of businesses fail within the first 3 years and i'm like well why see that's my brain is always the why so i went about not getting onto these little rah-rah raw meetings where you too can do it, and you're going to be a billionaire in six months if you follow our 10 steps. (laughs) So I wasn't uh, too interested in anything like that, and I went after why do they fail. And um, I'm going to be honest, like a, a big portion of what I discovered about why they fail is they get the cart before the horse, and they actually get into huge debt, so they think, okay, I need money now because I have an invention in my kitchen. I have three prototypes that I need two million dollars. okay right And so what happens is they when you get into debt, before you're actually ready to be in debt, proper debt, healthy debt, uh, scaling debt, they get into fear because guess uh-huh. what? those VCs come knocking. What have you done? Where are the projections? And, you know, things like that. What are your so, margins? What are your margins? What are your everything? They're like, um, they get into panic mode. And, and when you are in debt and in panic mode, I believe the entrepreneur no longer becomes creative. I think your mind kind of just shifts gears into just pumping it out and selling which is fine. Well, in the last are.
0: the last interview I just did with Alexis Jones, she said one of the things all entrepreneurs have to have is faith in themselves. Yep. And when you lose faith, that's when you flounder.
1: Yes. And the freedom to free think, which is a to me is a goal constantly. I will not be put in a box. If somebody really? tries, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <You> think? <laughs> she think that's funny. Deb's laughing at me right now. Uh, but no, I um, I believe so much in um, free thinking. The joy of the journey is actually being creative and watching a dream turn into a reality. And you can't do that in a box. You just can't. You cannot be that. So anyway, so yes, I reverse engineered. I found out why a lot of them implode. Money's a biggie. Um, I think it's more debt than even the money. And um, I think bootstrapping's cool. I mean, it, it teaches you very quickly what works, what doesn't what your message is like. Efficiencies of economy. Everything. And the best thing was all the weird people that come out that say, I'm going to take your business to the next level. I just tell them, yeah, well, I'm bootstrapped. And they're like, okay, bye-bye. It was great. Because there wasn't any money in it it for them. It scooted them away. And now I'm always like a very good chess player. I'm always big ears for good angel investment. I'm always big ears for the proper organization, the proper lane. But I can now talk with great confidence on how and what works and what not. You know, I can't be sold some little snake oil that they're going to take me to the next level when I know that that's principally not the way it works.
0: So it's been great. Well, and this too has been one of those things where it's been not only empowering for you, but empowering for women yeah in in general um talk to me a little bit about some of the feedback that you've gotten from you know from people that have used have used the shirts
1: well i'm going to tell you my very first and favorite story and that was um a lady that was um i guess she was 98 so her her daughter called me personally and said my mother's having a double mastectomy she's 98 la la, la. and i'm like oh my gosh that's a lot to go through when you're older And she said, yeah. And so she got two shirts and, you know, I didn't hear. I wasn't expecting to hear back again. Um, But I got a call back like six months later. And they're like, she says, I don't know if you remember me. My mother's 98, and she went through a double mastectomy, flying colors. She's doing great. And she says, I'd like to order two more shirts. I'm like, well, can we talk about that? Because if she's already had a mastectomy, you know, she goes, no, 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 no. I have to tell you this story. We were trying to get out the door. My mother, without breast, she didn't have reconstruction, she's 98, was standing there with her granny panties up to her chest, Over the uh, dryer, like, uh, waiting for the cake to come out. Oh. (laughs) And and I said, Mom, we have to hurry. We have to go. And she said, I'm waiting for my Heal and Comfort shirt to get dry. And she goes, Mom, you don't need that anymore. And she pointed at me, and she goes, you don't understand. I do. Heal and Comfort does. And she said, Sherry, it's her blankie. She won't go Uh. anywhere without her little healing so comfort only did shirt it underneath so
0: feel the physical need it, it 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 also was part of the feeling as part of her what she associates with as far as her recovery emotionally
1: heal and comfort represented to her somebody that cares
0: great okay we get to be the very first to talk about a really, really exciting addition to my favorite healing comfort shirt. Um, Sherry it has patented, correct, received a patent for Eli Technology.
1: So I have not received that patent, Deb. Um, the, the people I'm working with are the uh, inventors. I am part of the company. I'm part owner, investor, in company. So um, it is a patented uh, product, and it's... So exciting that i I can barely sleep at night, and the reason is my particular shirt is a uh, personal physical resolve, but I also know that cancer patients go through emotional and spiritual attacks and um the the trauma in the head between the ears. And how do you actually help people on a deeper level? Well, my friend Jan uh, Jan Gibson was right. telling me about Envision Eli technology. And it was for the blind. And she was telling me all about how it's helping the blind, and I said, "Jan, wait. oh my gosh, let me talk to Rick right now, because what you got what you're doing for the blind, I can do for cancer patients." And she goes, oh, wow. So I got to meet the two inventors, which is Ron Klein. He's the uh, grandfather of possibilities. He's a prolific inventor. And he actually invented the uh, credit card strip. Oh, wow. Yep. And the New York Stock Exchange (laughs) thing, the ticker. Right. Yeah. And MLS listing. And and then Rick Gibson, he's like, does rocket engines and things. He's he's an IT uh, guru. And then there's Dave Bose, who's our investor and everything. So, he's an amazing man too. So we uh, got together, and I'm like, I'm just trying to vet this thing out. And so I've always wanted the shirt to do some feedback where they're they're having a temperature if the patients. Um, you know, walking around too much or not walking around too much. And that's a very expensive thing to do, nanotechnology interwoven into the shirt, okay? Mm -hmm. Very expensive, like $10 million startup type thing. So this ends up being in a thing that looks like a QR code, but it's not. The technology allows 10 different platforms or IP to interconnect and create a menu of brilliance. So, for example... We're going to be giving to BCRC and Seton Breast Care Center, uh, 100 shirts each with this Eli sticker on it. And now, within two seconds, bedside, the patient can take their smart device, wave it over, the code, Eli technology code, and about a half a billion dollars worth of technology is now at their fingertips.
0: I did it. And it's like abracadabra. It comes right up. And then you can personalize it. Yep. You can choose what you want to do. Talk to I me can, a little bit about some of the things that it's, that you're going to be able to do with this technology. Yeah.
1: So, so it's in the cloud. And currently I have placeholders. And I have some technology that can connect people from all over the world. So if they're having their first chemo and they're scared, they can get in some of these portals and say, I'm having my first chemo. And then other people from, like, all over the world can actually say, me too. Let's do it together. So community, it brings in knowledge. It brings in... Uh, Uh, test, uh, trial for medicines and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But that's the placeholder because in the future, um, I'm going to be bringing uh, modified reality, uh, augmented reality, and currently we have even um, Alexa, Dr. AI. So the patient gets to opt in to whatever the menu is. They can choose, pick and choose what they're interested in, not interested in. And if they chose, let's say, and they have an Alexa They can connect to Dr. AI. At 2 o'clock in the morning, they can say, Alexa, open Dr. AI. And they'll say, hello, Sherry, how can I help you? In their bed, all by themselves, and they can say, I have a fever. It runs through 110,000 white pages to diagnose what the patient's experiencing. And at the end, if it can't diagnose or it's a red flag, through these white pages, it'll say, "Would you like me to talk to, or call your doctor now?"
0: Wow! Yeah, so it will Home connect care. them. So let's say they're having some symptoms that they they're a little worried about. But so many people, it's always I'm, I've never yeah. been one of those that was that was hesitant to call the doctor because I feel like I'm paying them. There, I'll call them. But it's many, 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 hard. many people don't. And so it it will do that. It will, it will well at least it will encourage you to go, you know, I can't find out why why you have a fever, so maybe you should call the doctor.
1: Yeah, and it's just a, it's just a type of ex- uh, what's happening in what is it 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every single day in America, and at some point the hospital systems may uh, be stressed by that. So any time of uh, thought-provoking invention to have home care or to at least answer some maybe simpler questions at home is advantageous. But when you're a patient and you can't even think straight, you don't feel like Googling and going down the rabbit holes. So this is very powerful IP that runs it through um, artificial intelligence, AI, And it will come up with very—it's like ninety-eight percent accuracy rate
0: right now, and it's amazing. So, so the good thing is you're going to be able—that's an addition to the healing comfort shirt. I mean, it's added value. It's you're not charging extra. I am not.
1: And how are you able to do that? Because I can. Because I'm, I'm um, uh, part of the company, and I have their blessings too. And as they're helping the uh, blind, I'm helping cancer patients. And so these little stickers can be removed by the patient or they can completely utilize them every single day if they want to. And a cool thing is they can even send the code to other cancer patients and, and share the knowledge and share the, the wisdom of hand-curated IP platforms to help emotionally, spiritually, physically, every aspect of the journey. No one should ever face cancer alone, nor should they be uninformed uh, informed they should be empowered. They should know their their questions and answers that they were going to bring to the doctor. They shouldn't feel like a victim. They should feel like, I understand what's going on, what my next steps are. I've got a community behind me. Can you imagine reaching all these people by a two-second wave of your phone over a shirt?
0: It's incredible. So <laughs> so it comes back to we we've come back to the this is this is the perfect interview. You know, when you write stories as since I've been a writer forever, they draw a snake and a snake eats its tail, that's supposedly a perfect story and a perfect interview. We're right back to where we started, which is this is all about giving people that dignity and all about, you know, just exactly what you just said. It's about connection, it's about community, and it's about something that was born to serve a need and to uh, have a purpose. And that's your purpose. Yep. Solve a problem, serve a need. And
1: uh, yeah, the the blessing is that in Austin, Texas, that in, I believe it's going to be February the 5th, we will be um, announcing to the world. <clears throat> and Austin patients, again, will be the beneficiaries of the uh, experience uh, that I'm trying to bring to the cancer patients and added value to the healing comfort shirt. That Oh, Deb, one more thing. I now have just filed, one week ago, um, a utility patent, but it's a global PCT uh, patent. So it married old technology with new technology. And so... That's pretty exciting. Like
0: I'm really excited about that. I think it's all very exciting. Sure. So That's Sherry Matthews <laughs> Healing Comfort, check it out. If you have any, I I can be the I can testify. If you have anyone that might benefit from a shirt that will help them recover with dignity, it's HealingComfort.com.
1: HealingComfort.com, and it's same prices flowers, but it's helpful for
0: over a year. Same price as flowers. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't wilt. It won't wilt. That's right. And you can you can pass it down. You can. My sister-in-law gave her to. Uh, you know, it was sort of like you tell a friend and you tell a friend and you tell a friend, which yep. is just exactly what you were talking about: organic marketing.
1: And for the men, I have the recovery shirt, so they didn't have to go to a pink site. Men get breast cancer too. A lump is a lump,
0: right? And can they use that shirt for other types of surgeries? Oh, other than absolutely.
1: Yes, yeah, so we we were helping. Uh, We're helping organ transplant, heart surgery, shoulder surgeries, um, and hospice. And Yeah. mm -hmm. I actually created the black for the veterans, black-colored shirt, because that's the only color that works for them uh, as far as special ops color. It's acceptable to all branches. So I have a really cool black one. But my sister, who's in rock and roll, wanted it for Dave Stewart's friend. She says, it has to be black. (laughs) We don't do anything in rock and roll unless it's black. (laughs)
0: All right, so Sherry Matthews Healing Comfort, rock and roll. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. Love you. Thank you again, Sherry, for sharing your story with us and for making such a difference in this world for so many. I'm hoping that listeners will pass along the information about this product and let others know that it's available to people who are breast cancer survivors. View from Venus team includes me, Deborah Hamilton-Lynn, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you everyone at Founding Media for your support. View from Venus is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.